0: Welcome to The Human Flourishing Project. I'm your host, Alex Epstein. Three weeks ago, I did an episode called The Case for Achieving 80% of Your Potential. And today, I want to revisit that episode because I am increasingly convinced that this is one of the most important topics I've ever covered on this show. And it's a topic I've really heard almost nobody ever cover, except for, I mentioned in the previous episode, Dan Sullivan of Strategic Coach, who introduced me to many of the concepts that I discussed. And to tell you why I'm particularly motivated to talk about it, I just want to share with you an experience I had today that was really fun to have. So it's Friday, and on Fridays, in an ideal week, I like to review my week and then plan the next week. If I can't do it on Friday, I'll do it on Sunday. And if I can't do it on Sunday, I'll do it on Monday. But Monday is really rough. I feel like I'm just totally behind. And I just, I do not like planning my week on Monday. And even Sunday is not the best because on Sunday, that, that means that I've had Saturday, if I take Saturday totally off. I don't have clarity about what I'm going to do the next week, and then that makes me slightly less relaxed on Saturday, and then also I don't get as good ideas as if I had really already reflected on the week and planned the week. So today, fortunately, I had a good, uh, I had a good chunk of time to review the week, and I noticed this morning I do something called a weekly review, and this involves the uh, positive focus tool that I talked about, another strategic coach idea that I talked about, I believe in episode three. And the idea is that for, on a weekly basis, I take about the top 10 achievements of the week. And for each one, I say, what is the achievement? Why was it important? Uh, How can I make further progress on it? And then what's the very next action? And I, my own preference is, I actually like to do this while walking around. I like dictating it. I record it using the otter.ai app, and then it makes a transcription for me, and then I revisit it, and then I, I put the action items into my calendar. But one, one thing I noticed as I was going through my achievements this week is when I when I looked at the different projects I was working on this week. So working on a revised version of my book, The Moral Case for Fossil Fuels, which is really ending up being a, a total uh, rewrite and hopefully revolution of it. And then I have a certain secret side project that hopefully I'll be able to talk about in at least the next couple months, and then I have some uh, consulting projects, and then we have certain kinds of sales activities. And I noticed that with each one of these, the difference between where it is now and where it was a week ago is, is quite dramatic. For each of them, I was really impressed by, wow, I've, I've made so much progress this week. And that was interesting to me. And I was happy about that. I didn't think about it too much at the time. And then uh, later today, I did uh, what I call my, my daily sheet. So this is a sheet where I, I talked about this, I think, in episode two or episode one. I take maybe about a dozen different uh, aspects of my life that I like to track and just rate on a scale of one to 10 and just see where I am. So and they're, they're specific to me, but these are things that I like to track that that are a good gauge of they're good they're either good like lagging indicators as in the they just indicate how well my life is going or they're good leading indicators as in that they indicate oh if you do this if you're high on this it'll go well in the future so I just have different things so you know there's serenity uh, romantic rejuvenation is one that I have um, altitude. Is one that I have C zone. C zone is a strategic coach term for to what extent you're doing work that's fascinating and motivating. So I have 12 of these. Maybe I'll share them sometime on a show. But I noticed that today, and I hadn't done this in a long time, unfortunately. And I'm really working with my assistant, Kelso, to, to uh, have accountability because I had really good accountability with my old assistant, uh, Nikki, on this. And then with Kelso, we've accomplished a lot, but I lost accountability on this. so. I found it really valuable, but what was really cool is that today, when I did the exercise, I got the highest overall number I had ever gotten. I thought, okay, this is this is really interesting. I'm glad I'm glad I haven't fallen off the wagon or whatever you, whatever the proper use of that expression would be while I haven't been tracking this. And I thought, okay, what what's really responsible for this? And the more I thought about it, the more I thought the the single biggest breakthrough that that I've had, certainly in the last month is this, idea of 80% that I talked about. So here's my my current summary of what I'll call, I often like to call it 80% actualization, although the episode was the case for achieving 80% of your potential. And so this is, this is the idea, that the way to get the best results on a project in terms of return on time, both in terms of the result you get and the enjoyment you get, uh, the, the best, the be, you get the best result not by trying to do the project yourself to 100% of your potential, but by dividing up the project into sub-projects in which you and or other people always work to 80% of your potential. So you're, there are a couple of elements. So one is that you're you're dividing up a project, but then also that you're, you're focused on doing it in chunks of 80% of your potential. So I, I gave the example of this outline that I'm working on, which is, you know, for me, I, I outline in very intricate detail. So I have this outline for version two of my book, and there's just a, a million things that are involved in terms of research and thinking. And for a while, I was, I was viewing it as, okay, I'm going to just do this to 100% of my potential. And I was finding that it was taking forever and I kept, like I would make certain steps forward, but then I'd go back and I was feeling a lot of pressure and sometimes I would feel I would feel like procrastinating. And then I decided, okay, instead of doing that, the way I'm going to do it is I'm just going to try to do any given chunk of it, whether it's work on the whole outline or a section of the outline, I'm just gonna try to do it to 80% of my potential. And then what I'm gonna do is, I will either revisit it myself later and then try to do another chunk to 80% of my potential, or I'll find someone who can help me and I'll have them help me to 80% of their potential, maybe to edit it. And and what I found really quickly as I was doing this was, oh my gosh, this thing gets way, way better when I work in these chunks of 80% of my potential, because what I do is I work much more quickly and I, I do, so you end up, when you do something to 80%, it's really five times faster than uh, 100%. I explained this in the first version of the episode why this is. So I'd find that I'm much faster and I complete things. And then when I complete chunks of it, then I become a smarter person uh, to work on the other chunks. And or other smart people can then work on the the definite thing that I've created. Whereas if I'm just saying I'm going to do 100% of this, I'm going to do this all myself to 100% of my ability... Uh, I would often find myself just in the middle of it and it's chaos and no one could even really understand what I'm doing. And it was hard for me sometimes to remember what I was doing. And I've just noticed that in every area, I've just started always thinking about what's my next 80% Just all, and thinking about whenever I'm doing work, whenever whenever I'm working on a project, I want to complete some 80% chunk of it. And what's happened then is that I'm making fast progress on all the projects and I'm able to incorporate uh, other people better and I myself have a better perspective on things. And I mentioned this, all of these benefits a few weeks ago, but I'm just, I'm noticing them more and more and more. And one aspect that I want to talk about today that I've also been noticing is just, this is not really a new observation, but it's, I think it's valuable to integrate with this idea of 80% actualization is that. There's an incredible power in doing these 80% chunks and finishing the chunks. And one thing I'm noticing when I'm working is that I have this, I have an increasing distaste for leaving something, leaving in the middle of something. So I was working on a consulting project the other day and there was a I I I needed to do a draft of something and I wasn't due that day. But what I decided is okay, I'm going to do a full draft. It won't be perfect, but I'm going to complete the draft to 80% of my ability instead of, let's say, doing half of the draft and then coming back to it later. And then I find okay, once I do that full draft to 80% of my ability, it totally changes not only, it, it changes the thing in all the, the ways I mentioned before, but it also just gives me this momentum because now I have the. I have the satisfaction and motivation and momentum of having completed something, and then I feel good about that, and then I know that when I engage it next time, I'm going to engage it at a further along stage than it was before, versus if I leave it in the middle of it, then there's just this mess, and I know that, oh gosh, I'm going to have to go through this again, and it's not that good, and it's kind of this undefined mess. And then am I going to leave another mess? And then that's not going to feel good. So it feels much better to engage with something where I know I've made a significant chunk of progress, and then I'm committed to making another chunk of progress. And maybe the chunk of progress will be smaller than I had hoped, but it'll still be a chunk of progress. And then I can either do do the next part myself, or I can bring somebody else in. Uh, Another dimension of this, which I, I mentioned before, but just want to emphasize because i think there there's something there's there's a lot to this idea of 80% actualization and i don't i don't feel like i've understood uh all of it but and i'd be really interested in what listeners think but the psychology of it is definitely profound because there's something really off about feeling like i have to do this to 100% of my potential it, it ends up being a a duty and it ends up putting a lot of pressure on something. And it's really, what does that even mean, 100% of your potential? You never know what it is. So then there's always, I mean, if you do something, then you know that you reached your potential. That You never know if you've fully reached your potential, but you don't really get credit for anything you do in a certain sense. Because it's like, okay, either you've done this perfect reaching all of your potential, or... But you know, and that seems very unlikely, or you did something less than your potential. So, even if you did something great, you didn't achieve your potential. So, you could say, if Einstein, well, did Einstein fully achieve his potential? And you could look at some day in Einstein's life and say, well, yay, Einstein, you screwed up this day. If only you hadn't done that, you could have come up with, uh, you know, another important physics theory. You could have just made at least written one more page that was valuable. So, think about with all the valuable stuff Einstein did he should feel, we want people like that to feel really good about what they do. And we want ourselves to feel really good about what we do. And what this 80% focus is, it is it takes away this idea of I have a duty to do some sort of mystically perfect level. And it it really just says, no, I'm going to, I'm going to just see, like, I'm just going to keep doing positive things and see how far it can go. And I'm going to, I'm going to appreciate every time I use my ability and then I'm going to appreciate the results. And then if I like them, then I can get more. But it's, it's building on a positive versus feeling like, oh, I'm just trying to get to, uh, to zero. So I'm cu- really curious what listeners think about that. But I, I think that's one really big reason why it, it has this experience of it, of enjoyment, because it's, it makes the experience of productivity into a really positive Building experience and takes away this duty to uh, to achieve potential and in fact actualization. One reason I'm using it is because there's this idea which I, I find compelling in certain ways of self-actualization and there's this it's, it's it's the top idea on Maslow's hierarchy of needs if you've ever heard of that. And at a strategic coach workshop, Dan Sullivan has said actually he said a couple of times like I don't like self-actualization and he calls it a gap concept which a gap concept is is um it's basically one where you like you can never get too good because you've defined good as this sort of unattainable thing that you never know if you're there sort of like a hundred percent of your potential and so then you're always thinking oh i'm not where i need to be i'm not there i'm not there and so he'll think of it as no i don't want to self-actualize i want to self-transform and he thinks of that as I'm already where I need to be and then I just want to expand on that and I I like that a lot. So there's something about self actualization that I do find quite compelling which is just that feeling like okay look I you know I have one life I have a brain I might have certain specific abilities and I want to see what I can do with those and there's a certain satisfaction but I'm finding more satisfaction rather than feeling like May, I have to do 100% of my ability, whatever that is, which I, I really can't uh, know, versus just saying, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to figure out the most efficient way to work to use my abilities, which is really in these 80% chunks, and then who knows how far I can get. So I, I'm getting a lot farther working in 80% chunks than trying to do, uh, to do the projects myself to 100% of my potential, and then what I'm finding is, well, actually, when I work at 80%, the potential is far greater than what I would have conceived as 100%. So that's what I wanted to share today, a follow-up on this idea. I'm very interested in any success or challenges that listeners are having, so feel free to post on the Facebook page about this, facebook.com slash humanflourishingproject. If you have any questions, comments, love mail, or hate mail, you can email me at alex at alexepstein.com. And to get on the show's mailing list to get updates about the new shows every Friday, go to humanflourishingproject.com. By the way, for those of you who filled out the survey of truly great content, which is no, we're not. Uh, I guess you could probably still technically fill it out, but I'm not taking any more of them. I am going to work this week on getting you your results. So it's been a little bit of a wait, but I think it will be worth it. So look forward to that. I'll just send you emails individually. If you don't get one in the next week, then bug me via uh, email. And it's possible that you are one of the ones who filled one of the few people who filled out something but didn't really fill it out. Uh, properly. And you didn't actually give any recommendations, but that was only a few of you. So just about all of you should be getting uh, the really good recommendations of other people. And I think that will enrich your life. Those of you who didn't participate in that, maybe we'll have another one in the future. And I'll make sure to do something in the future that will help give you access to truly great content in lots and lots of different fields. Okay, that's it for this week. I will talk to everyone next week. Until then, I'm Alex Epstein. This has been the Human Flourishing Project.